You're listening to Parenting Our Future. I'm parenting expert, Robin McMahon, author of The Yelling Cure and founder of Parenting for Connection. My podcast is all about providing you with the tools and solutions you need in all different areas of your parenting so you can create strong connections with your kids, get all the cooperation you want, and live a life that is full of joy and connection. And by the way, the tools and solutions that you're looking for in your parenting don't just live in each episode of my show. They're also in my free membership site, The Parent Toolbox, where you can access tools created by myself and my brilliant guests that cover everything from helping your kids to sleep, managing meltdowns, reducing overwhelm to getting your kids to listen the first time and so much more. Join The Parent Toolbox so you can download and use the tools that are ready on the site and Each week, a brand new tool is added. And of course, the best part is it's absolutely free to join and to stay in. You can go to www.parent-toolbox.com today. Now, before we get into this episode, I want to share with you another podcast that I think you're going to find really interesting. It's called Didn't I Just Feed You? It's a weekly candid conversation about feeding our families, even for parents who hate to cook. Hosts Stacey Billis and Megan Splawn are two food professionals who get real about feeding kids, tweens, and teens because they're also busy working moms, so they get it. They talk about how to turn things like nachos into a legit family dinner, to the magic of meatballs, to solving the after-school snack problem, even reducing kitchen waste and debt all at once. They chat with guests from Food Network stars to everyday moms who, let's be honest, are the real experts. In fact, Didn't I Just Feed You is a staple on the iTunes Top 100 Food Podcasts and the only food podcast made with parents in mind. Stacey and Megan are on a mission to make cooking easier, more delicious, and maybe even a little bit more fun. Find Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Now, you can also find Stacey and Megan on Instagram and Facebook as at Didn't I Just Feed You. Now let's dive into this next episode of Parenting Our Future. Hello, everybody. It's Robin. Welcome back to Parenting Our Future. Okay. When you're asked how you're doing today, how many of you use the F word? You use fine. Well, I'm here to talk to you with a special guest who says F being fine. We are, we, we need to be better than fine. And we need to consider fine as a four letter word, just like the other ones. And so I want to welcome Lori Seitz. She is the CEO of Zen Rabbit and the host of the podcast. Fine is a four letter word. Love it. She's an award-winning writer, speaker, and broadcaster, and a nationally recognized experts in using in using gratitude and medication as shortcuts to success. Oh, I love it. I can't wait to talk to her. She, she says the most difficult thing that she ever did was leave a 22 year marriage. The experience inspired her to create a transformational F being fine program through it. She guides corporate teams and private clients who are finished living in a dumpster fire fire to a place of unprecedented clarity, peace, and productivity. How awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Lori. I love it. Uh, So let's talk about this. What brought you to this place of meditation and gratitude? 
it was F a journey. Being fine. <laughs> F being fine. Right. It was a journey. Of course. You know, I, you mentioned, I have a background in marketing and corporate communications and broadcasting. And, um, actually my first business was focused on gratitude. The first business that I started, I was making and selling a product called the gratitude cookie. And oh. yeah, it was based on a family recipe. And so as a marketer, it wasn't my goal to be the next Mrs. Fields. I wanted to create something that businesses could use to say thank you to their clients and to people oh, who sent it. them referrals and people who supported their success. And so that's, uh, that's where gratitude cookies were born. And that's where I first started really talking about gratitude in a, a structured way. And gratitude and appreciation. Like when you talk about it from an employer employee perspective, it is absolutely essential that you feel seen, that you feel appreciated. So I love that idea. That makes perfect sense. Right, right. Appreciating your employer, appreciating employees and team members, other yeah. team members appreciating each other. I mean, all around mm -hmm. everybody. Because, you know, we don't go through life. I don't know really any people who are like, mm, too much appreciation today. No more for me. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. And I worked actually in corporate marketing too, for a very big company. And yeah, it was, uh, it was few and far between. It's like, just tell me what I'm doing wrong. Not, you know what I'm doing right. Right. And that, yeah. that yeah. wears you down, doesn't it? It wears it you does. down. It does. It does. Yeah. And, and so what yeah. about this meditation piece that you talk about, right? How I want to talk about that because I, and, and look, I've talked about it before and we agree, I think generally that meditation is a good thing, but let's talk about it in terms of, you know, parents and in terms of how, how we can help it deal with burnout, right? Burnout is mm -hmm. massive right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I was fortunate enough to be introduced to meditation when I was 10 years old. My mom took my brother and me to a meditation course that is now known as the Silva method. And over two weekends, we learned uh, an enormous amount about meditation and how to use it to find calm and groundedness and peace and, and how to use it as a healing tool as well to heal ourselves and to heal others and just incredible amounts of things that you can do with through meditation. And so, um, my, my goal now is to share this information. You know, how can we help parents be better parents, less stressed? Of course, yeah. that's going to make you a better parent. How can you use it to be a better partner and to be in, to strengthen your relationships, whether with your partner or with other people in your family, with your kids, everybody. I mean, we strengthen relationships all around the, all around the board. Yeah. Life is going to be better. <laughs> yeah. Well, you and I were talking and, and you were saying, you know, just relationships alone, changing relationships can make a massive ripple effect throughout mm -hmm. the world. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Because when you practice meditation and gratitude, we'll put them together here for, for this purpose, you're actually changing your, the biochemistry of your brain. And so when you are practicing meditation, whether you're still in the, it's not just when you're in the meditation, it's the effects are uh, hold throughout the day. So you are, 
your brain is releasing those feel good chemicals, serotonin and dopamine and oxytocin, and you're reducing the release of cortisol, which is a stress hormone. So, uh, you are increasing your ability to focus your increasing your ability, your creativity, your creative abilities. Mm. You are reducing the likelihood that you will be drawn into conflict. And this is where it helps the relationships because you're less likely to be drawn into conflict because you are responding instead of reacting. And so that's where you're strengthening relationships, but it also helps you sleep better. I don't know. I'm guessing some of your listeners might want better sleep. And I don't even want to talk about sleep. Like I, that is, that is a big deal. Not only do they not sleep, their kids don't sleep. So sleep, yeah, sleep for sure. Right. Right. So, Everyone just yeah. perked up. Wait, what? Right. Right. I knew. I knew. Right. So yeah, it can help you sleep better and it actually can reduce physical pain. Your, your sensation of physical pain. And in, so it's improving your, your mental, your psychological, your physical health. Yeah. It has all of these amazing benefits. And it, yet it's interesting because we know this, I'm sure that your listeners have likely heard this before that meditation is good for you. Right. And yeah. they're still not doing it. Right. And well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to say, I was going to say, so I learned how to meditate when I was 10, but then I didn't use it for the next 35 years. So oh my goodness. I knew, I knew I just yeah. didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first thing that I think of, and I know I'm not alone. The first thing that I think of is oh, great. I don't have time for this. And also when am I going to do it? Because if I do it first thing in the morning, I'm going to fall back asleep. If I do it in the middle of my day, I'm too ramped up to do it. Or I'll end up going from a meditation to a nap, which then, you know, forget that. Or like, so, so let, like, when do we do it? How do we do it? What is the time commitment? You know? Yeah. Because we want to do it. Love, we know there's benefits. Yeah. 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 I loved talking about this because there's so many myths and misconceptions around what meditation is and okay. what you need to do to be good at it. Yeah. Right. So to answer a couple of your questions that you, a couple of the issues you just brought up. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a long time. You could spend five minutes in a meditation. Five minutes is better than zero minutes. You know, yeah. it, it, people think that you have to sit on a mat cross-legged mm -hmm. uh, on the floor for hours at a time while you sit in silence and clear all the thoughts from your head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe a monk who's been practicing for 75 years could do that, but most people cannot. Yeah. And that's not even what meditation, it, it's a form of meditation. Okay. But there's so many other ways to do it. And yeah. so to address your thing about falling back asleep in the morning, cause that's when I prefer to do it is to, you know, nothing else can get in the way. You just woke up. It sets the intention for your day and the tone for your day. I like to do it. And so I like guided meditations. Mm, me too. Again, if some people think, oh, but guided is cheating. It's not cheating. It's... <laughs> I've heard this and it's cheating. It's not cheating. Oh, funny. 
because it helps your mind. You know, we talk about the thoughts getting in your mind and yes, that's going to happen. This is a practice. You notice they're, they're, they're there and then you let them go. And the more you practice, the better you get at it. So it's like watching a child learn how to walk, right? Baby doesn't stand up and run across the room on the first try, mm-hmm. but the baby also doesn't sit down and go, yeah, I tried that. I'm not good at it. Never mind. Totally. So it's the same idea that you keep practicing and practicing, practicing, and you get better. And so starting out with five minutes and using a guided meditation that takes you through. And I don't know, I I don't know that you would fall back asleep. Has that actually happened? Oh yes. Uh, but I also fell back in my bed and I'm lying down. So maybe I need to sit straight up. Look, cause no, I do it wrong. But I also know that when I'm sitting in silence, I'm aware of the crazy town that is in my head. <laughs> like, and right. then I'm like, Oh, I just went down a weird rabbit hole. And then I like, I come back and then before I know it, I'm down another rabbit hole. And so I just, I need yeah. a guided meditation to help me focus. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I do too. I I mean, even after all this, so now I've been back to doing it consistently for several years, five, six years, uh, but I still prefer a guided meditation. I'm only just recently in the past, I don't know, few weeks that I can get really deep into a meditation without having it be guided. So I guess that's advancement, right? But it doesn't matter. It's whatever you can do. The, The real purpose of meditation is to get quiet enough to hear your own inner voice. We're so overwhelmed with outside voices of people advising you what to do, how to raise your family, how to, to be a better parent, how to, uh, you know, be a better, uh, employee, whatever it is, a better business owner. What is it inside you, your own inner truth that only you can hear? What is that telling you? And that is the real purpose. And you've got to get quiet to hear that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, and here's the thing. I think that we're so bombarded with noise everywhere we go, especially now, right. With phones and all that kind of yep. stuff. And, and that we don't even know what to do with ourselves when we are quiet, you know, right. like how often do you sit in a waiting room and just sit and wait right. for the doctor versus play on your phone, you know, it's yeah, we, we don't just, we are, we don't just know how to be, and that's not great because all we have is this moment. We don't have the past and the future. We don't have either. Right. Do you know why it's so hard to do that? Yes. No. I mean, (laughs) why it's so hard to sit in quiet. I don't know why. (laughs) Because our brains have been rewired to need the stimulus and meditation is helping you rewire it back to take control of some of that focus, to take back the control of, of your attention span. We, social media has played a giant part in rewiring people's brains so that you can't not look at it. Interesting. Okay. That's really interesting. So, so turning off from the social media, turning off the phone, and getting quiet is now taking back control of your own brain. But I think you, you, you're, you're going to have to embrace some discomfort, right? Because yes. that doesn't feel good because your brain is saying, no, 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 <laughs> I need that. Right. And yes. we survived this long with that. And you're threatening my survival now by taking it away. Right. And I need this 
Right. Well, it's become like a drug. Yeah. Yeah. We survived centuries without the electronics. Yeah. And now we have very quickly within what a couple of generations Mm -hmm. are now wired to always have the phone in your hand to always be looking at it. And it doesn't help when it's buzzing at you and telling you, giving you notifications constantly. So another form of meditation could be just leaving everything and going out for a walk in nature. Oh, I love that. Some people can't have, some people have difficulty sitting still. I get it. So do a walking meditation or just walk in silence in nature and like, don't even bring the phone. I mean, I know that's hard sometimes because you want to be accessible. Right, right, uh, right. And, and it's different for everybody, right? You sure, kids, sure. You know, whatever, yeah. Right, yeah. right. But if you could do that. Um, and another technique is that you could put on a super hype, like what's your hype song? That's one of the questions I always ask in my podcast at the end. Like, what's the song you listen to to get yourself really hyped up? So listen to that song and dance. And uh-huh. get the energy out of your body and then sit. Oh, okay. I love that. Okay. That's kind of, that would be my jam. Yeah. And you know, that's a great exercise to do with kids. If you're trying yeah. to get kids into meditating, of course they're full of energy because that's how they're made. So yeah. <laughs> help them get release some of that energy and then maybe sit again for five minutes. It doesn't have to be a long time. Yeah. um, And even doing some breathing exercises for 60 seconds, you know, this is another thing in, in our society, we don't breathe. No, we don't breathe very shallow breaths. Yeah. I find myself sometimes sitting at my computer and I'm like, I forgot to breathe. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So how do we teach them this? So I love the idea of the hype Mm -hmm. song and then sit still, but then can you guide us through how we're introducing this to our kids because they are full of beans and they've got ants in their pants and all this kind of stuff. So, so the, Mm -hmm. the hype song makes so much sense, but, but can you elaborate a bit more on that? Like, what are the steps that we need to take? How do we teach them how to breathe? How do we do all this stuff? Yeah, it's, you know, the first step could be just, okay, let's dance. And now let's, st- you don't even have to sit down necessarily. Cause like we could just stand and mm-hmm. I'm going to, and let's count, let's count, you know, depending on how young they are, let's count to 10, put your hand on your heart, maybe both hands on your heart and just feel yourself breathing, breathe, close your eyes, Feel yourself breathing, breathe in really deeply, hold it. Okay. Let it go. And as they're counting, so it gives them something to focus on as they're, they're breathing and they're counting and maybe they're learning how to count too, at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, And like giving them really a very focused uh, exercise is one way to start. Um, when, if they're a little bit older, maybe they can sit for five minutes and you put, you put on some, I, I mean, again, it's 
there are guided meditations that are specifically made for children. One of mm. the, the apps that I absolutely love, and I have no connection to it. I'm not like, I don't make an affiliate fee or anything. It's called insight timer. Are you familiar? I've heard of other ones, but I haven't heard of that one. Insight okay. timer, insight timer. It's free. They have a paid version, but the, the free version gives you still access to like a hundred thousand meditations and what? there are, yeah, yeah. You can search by like whatever anxiety, sleep, um, hey. confidence, whatever you want. You can search by time. I have five minutes. I have 10 minutes. You, there's kids. There's a whole bunch of kids meditations in there. That's fantastic. Okay. Insight timer. I'll just add that to the show notes just because look, we all need to know where to go. And so if, if Zen rabbit Lori uh, tells us that we need to, to go there, I mean, I think that's great. I think that's really great. Now, one of the things that I know too, that I think we need to be teaching our kids is the difference between that shallow breath and the deep breathing. So how do you suggest we, we teach them that? Because that is what calms down our nervous system, the Mm -hmm. deep belly breath, right? Right. Right. Yeah. It definitely affects the nervous system. It's a matter of teaching them. Okay. Are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling overwhelmed? What are you feeling right now? Do you feel, and I know sometimes it's difficult for kids to put a, a label on what they're feeling, but are you feel, so even if it's, are you feeling good or not so good when you're feeling not so good, let's just stop and take, and, and take a couple of deep breaths. Just stop. Okay. And now go back to what you're doing. Just check yeah. in with yourself, teach them maybe to check in with themselves every so often when you start feeling like, Oh, I'm not feeling so good right now. I'm not as happy as I would like to be, or I'm Someone said something to me that made me not feel good. Okay. Stop. Breathe in a couple of breaths. Yeah. Well, I think it's really important. We model it too, right? That we, you know, you know, one of the things that I teach my clients is to really speak in the language of feelings and needs. And so, you know, I, I am, I'm feeling agitated. I'm feeling a little stressed right now. Like, this is how I'll talk to my kids. I'm feeling like I'm, I'm spiraling a little bit out of control. And so I'm going to just, I need you guys, I need to go. And I just need to sit for a minute and just take some really deep breaths, you know? And then I know my son would see me what my, I have, I have two boys and my older son is, has a lot going on and he, he can be really, um, triggering and you know, he, anyway, he kind of comes at you that way, but Mm -hmm. it's because of what he's got going on. So I do have to breathe. And he's like, Oh, there goes mom breathing. Right. But I'm like, and, and he used to think it was so that I didn't get mad and it is, but at the same time it is shown. I, I always say, no, it's so that I don't say something I regret so that I Mm -hmm. don't say something I can't take back so that I don't do something. Right. And that's not always easy. And that takes practice. Mm -hmm. But you have to, in that moment, what I think really helps when you can take those breaths is to notice what you're saying to yourself. Like, you know, oftentimes we're saying really unhelpful thoughts Mm -hmm. to ourselves, which aren't facts, you know, like Mm -hmm. this kid is the worst or like I can't do this anymore. I mean, those are what people say to themselves that Mm -hmm. and many, many other things like I'm the worst. Yeah. And that just allows you to come back to yourself. And then when you're, when you can 
calm yourself down. You can be intentional about the words that you choose, your actions and reactions. And what you're saying, what I hear you saying is that as you practice this, that will be your default state. So you aren't so reactive because you have rewired and changed the biochemistry of the brain. You have more serotonin, dopamine, and oxytocin, right? And you've lowered that cortisol because when you've got so much cortisol, speaking of crazy town, I mean, you do react, you're angry, you're reactive, right? Right. And And you can't control it because the, the, the hormones are controlling what's happening. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes total sense. Now, when, when we talk about the different kinds of meditation, right? You said, okay, well, having a guided meditation is like cheating, which of course it is not at all. Mm-hmm. I really do prefer a guided meditation. And there's many different kinds. I like yoga nidra, uh, mm-hmm. where it, you know, guides you through each part of your body. And I, I find that very relaxing. And um, and so there are, you know, when I go to these apps myself, there's visualizations, there's you know, different things like that. So Tell me, because we talked about that there is a difference between meditation and visualization. So Mm -hmm. what is the difference and how does one help over the other? They're both helpful. Mm -hmm. They're just a little bit different. So to me, a visualization is a meditation, Mm -hmm. but not all meditations are necessarily visualizations. Yeah. Okay. So a visualization is a meditation, but a meditation is not necessarily a visualization. Yes. Okay. I get that. Yeah. Because if you're out for a walk in the woods, for example, in nature, and you're in that meditative (laughs) state, you're not necessarily visualizing. You're just taking in all the nature and the beauty of what you're seeing and the calm of that. That's not visualizing. Mm -hmm. But if you are creating pictures in your mind of, for example, what you would like to happen moving forward in your life. That is a visualization. You know, what's interesting is uh, visualizing negative things. You know, we talk about visualization typically in a positive, like I'm visualizing positive things that I would like to manifest or, you know, people, if that's too woo woo of a word, goals that you would like to accomplish, same thing, manifest. Mm -hmm. Um, We talk about visualization in that regard into, Mm -hmm. in as something that we helps us create the future we would like to have. But Mm -hmm. do you know what visualization, negative, visualizing negative things is called? Um, I'm going to say it's stress and worry. It's yes. Okay. 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 Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I say the right thing. <laughs> you are correct. Okay. okay. <laughs> Robin, yeah. tell us what she wins. <laughs> I win. <laughs> I win your beautiful smile. If you didn't know we're on YouTube and she has the most beautiful smile. Oh, so. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. It. But yeah. So this is what what we're doing when we are worrying, we're visualizing negative outcomes. Mm -hmm. Let's stop that. It doesn't serve you in any way. Does not. So yeah. So going back to the visualization meditation thing, you can be in a meditative state. You can be listening to a meditation 
that's taking, I mean, a lot of meditations are visualization, but they're not, um, and they may not be helping how to phrase this. So yes, you, you may be taking you through an imagination of relaxing. Like you were talking about the yoga nidra, you're relaxing all of your body parts. So there's a, an element of visualization there because you're visualizing your feet relaxing and your legs relaxing and all of that. And that's a little bit different than visualizing, for example, a, a future that you'd like to create. So yes. it's just a little bit different. Yeah. So some visualizations are meant to visualize calm and future success, uh, uh, sorry, future be uh, a future state of being, but then Mm -hmm. there are some too, that are are a little bit more almost active, right. Where you're picturing yourself, you know, like, I mean, you know, on stage speaking to people or, you know, like your speedboat or, you know, in a helicopter, like all all the things that you want to have. Yeah. And then sometimes it's just focus on your breathing. Yeah and feel the breath coming in and out of your lungs and your abdomen and yeah. your, that, that there's, I guess, an element of visualization to that. If you're actually visualizing it, but sometimes you're just feeling it, mm-hmm. just doing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so visualization can really, really help in parenting in a way that might not come to mind first for many people. Um, and you talked about that, right? So t- tell me what, what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. I mean, visualizing, what would you like to have the situation be? So let's say you're, um, facing a situation with your child and it's, it's a, def- a def- difficult situation and you don't necessarily have all the answers. I don't know how this is going to turn out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, how would you like it to turn out? How would you like it to feel if you're in a conflict, constant conflict with your child, that doesn't feel good. How would you prefer it would feel? Can you visualize yourself feeling that? Can you visualize the outcome you would like to see? Again, going back to, instead of worrying that it's going down the wrong path and he's never going to talk to me again. And, you know, our relationship is irreparably damaged or whatever it is. Okay. Breathe. <laughs> and now <laughs> what would you like to see? That happen? It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And w- when you talked about stepping back for a moment to get into your breath and to, to center yourself, visualize, okay, how would I like this conversation to go? How would I like the, what would I like the outcome, ultimate outcome? to be, because we can't always control the how mm-hmm, we actually mm-hmm. can rarely control the how mm-hmm. we can have focus on what we would ultimately like to happen. Yeah. And well, how it resolves itself is kind of up to the universe or higher power, whatever you want to refer to it as, yeah, but yeah. 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 So, you know, when, when, when you talked about that future or, you know, uh, focusing on the negativity, you know, I, I read something or somebody said this, or I don't know uh, where I got it was, uh, you know, when you're, when you're in that state, you're living through it and yes. unnecessarily, because if it never happens, you've lived through it for no right. reason. And if it does happen, you've lived through it twice. So right. that doesn't serve you. So it just doesn't serve you ever. And what I love about that is it, it, it changes your 
energy, your vibration, mm-hmm. right? Because that's right. what we are. You know, this, this example, we can all relate to, if you walk into a room with two people, mm-hmm. you know, immediately if they've been fighting by the energy, the vibe, yes. you know, all of that stuff. Right. And so if you come home from work, even if you work at home and you are reuniting with your family and your energy and your vibe is low, you are going to infect your family with that too, because stress is right. contagious. Yes. So to take a moment to visualize, maybe you're just going to visualize yourself at ease with your family. Maybe you're just going to visualize the, your kids fighting with each other and it not upsetting you that you're just going to go in there, be completely in control and confident and say, Hey, you guys, let's work this out instead of, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you guys are doing this again. And you go to your room and you go to your room and nobody's getting dessert tonight, you know, whatever, (laughs) like it just, it just spirals down. Right. And, uh, and so, so visualization is really, really important. And, uh, you know, I, 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 um, marry that with setting intention. So my intention is to not let the little things upset me. And then you visualize the little things not upsetting you. And then, you know, you're just, even if you do get a little upset, like this is not about being perfect. This is just about being able to be the best you that you can be. And that means you're going to be happier. You're going to feel more connected. So it certainly isn't going to hurt, even if you're not perfect and you're not supposed to be perfect. I know you're not perfect and neither am I by any stretch of the imagination, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I would challenge your phrasing there even of not letting the things upset you. So okay. now, cause now you're putting the word upset into your mind, oh, got it. I would okay, turn it me. around and say, okay, I'm going to maintain calm and peace mm-hmm. no matter what's happening with the kids or I'm going okay. to like phrasing it is to in a positive way. Like, yeah. Yeah. The positive uh, way, because the mind still hears that upset. It hears okay. upset. Thank you for the correction. Um, I'm better for it. Thank you. Really, truly. That's, that's really good to maintain common peace, no matter what. Yeah. Or, and however, yeah. How, however you can rephrase it in a positive light. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So my, yeah. So I'm going to visualize myself just being confident and calm, confident, confident and calm. And calm. I don't even need to say no matter what, because even that is yeah. like foreboding, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah. Right. 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 You're right. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I, yeah. And so, you know, I, I, I teach my kids this too. Right. Um, I've taught it throughout their lives. You know, my older son, when he was really struggling at school and there wasn't a lot of kids that liked him. So, you know, him visualize this, this is what I did. So I'll tell, I'll tell you what I did. You tell me what you think. Um, I told him to visualize himself in a protective bubble Mm -hmm. and that nothing could get into the bubble that was negative. And in fact, when there were kids that weren't nice to them to picture the words coming to the bubble, not penetrating it, but bouncing back as love to those people. I always said bouncing back as like flowers or hearts or whatever it is, because, well, that's just what I did. That's, that's what I told him to do. Right. Um, but I would also visualize that for him too. 
So I would spend that time. And now I have my, my son whose birthday it is today. He's 14 today. He's just, he's my baby. And I still, he's still my baby. Uh, And he's really struggling at school. He has had a traumatic experience and he's now, it's just, it's, it's just been really rough over the last couple of years. And so I get him to not only say affirmations that I am safe at school, school is safe for me. Mm. I also get him to visualize walking around with confidence, you know, um, feeling good and strong and healthy. Uh, And then I just, I just do spend a little time just surrounding him with white light. And the white light for me just represents, you know, my love and just pouring that into him, you know? Um, So that's what I do. Tell me what you think. (laughs) So, so powerful, Robin. Okay, really well, so powerful. You mentioned earlier about how we are energetic beings mm-hmm. and you are infusing energy into, you know, into his aura, into he's doing the same thing when he's visualizing. I mean, it's all energy. And so the more positive energy, and this is, you know, I know there's, there's this talk of like toxic positivity. Like not everything is roses and rainbows and you know, but it's not a matter of not seeing what's happening. He's struggling. We're not, not, we're not ignoring the fact that he's struggling or that kids are not being nice to him. We're acknowledging that and countering it with these affirmations, with these visualizations they truly work because it is energy. Everything is energy. And where you put your attention mm-hmm. is what you get more of. So yes, yes. In fact, what I was going to say earlier too, is that like attracts like, right? And yes. so if you're in that negative place, that's what you're going to attract. You're also rewiring your subconscious mind too, right? right. So that when these situations come up, you are ready in a positive place. Like just, just like you said, right. That you, you're going to be less likely to be in conflict. You'll have access to more creativity. Right. And, and you're right. Positivity isn't just for the sake of positivity. It's noticing what's also true. Like, yes, it's hard, but there's also other truths out there. And if we negate those and dismiss them as mundane or insignificant, we're missing out on the little joys of life. And I learned this from Dr. Rick Hansen, who wrote the book Resilient. And I saw him speak and, and he said that, and I was like, wow, that is so, I mean, that really was yeah. groundbreaking for me. It was really, you know, yeah. really something that I didn't know before and, uh, and, and love that. And so I do take in a moment to really enjoy my coffee. I have the best coffee mug that keeps mm. my coffee warm and I really love it. You know, I also love the sky and I was also love looking out to see what the sky looks like, you know, and weather, you know, just different things that make me happy that yeah. could easily be dismissed. Right. Recognizing the, the beauty, even in the mundane and something you just said reminded me of, you know, when you're raising kids, you use positive reinforcement. This is exactly what we're doing. This is the same concept. It's positive reinforcement for yourself. Yeah. You know, reinforcing the positive, the good, the gratitude, the things that you can find to be grateful for. And you can always find gratitude within any situation, no matter how negative it looks, dig, you will find a silver lining. You will find some positivity in there. 
it, it's there. It's again, it's a matter of looking for it. Mm-hmm. Can, well, can I, I think- share an exercise? Oh yeah, of course you can. Yes, definitely. Uh, For helping people find more gratitude Mm -hmm. in situations where they might be more likely to complain or criticize. Okay. So give me something that happened recently for you that might be a a complaint. Um, Okay. So we had, we had an appointment where we had to take our son to um, children's hospital and there was zero parking and they, the valet was full and it is the most squishy lot parking lot ever. And we had to park super, super far away and walk. And one of the reasons why we're going there is because my son had a really bad knee injury. My husband has a slipped disc in his back. And so he's extremely in a lot of pain. So there, there's a complaint. (laughs) Okay. Now let's find the gratitude in there Okay, by saying, you know, it, it's horrible that we had to park so far away and walk all the, through a squishy parking lot to get to this, to the appointment. But I'm grateful for the fact that we have this facility here to help keep us healthy, to repair our health when we need it. Yeah. Yeah. And grateful that we had a comfortable vehicle to ride in and get back into and grateful for the cookie that the, uh, concession sold us Yeah, that we get a little treat. Yeah, definitely. So when you start looking for the gratitude, it's the, the, but I'm grateful for exercise. I love it because we are human. We're going to complain. We're going to criticize kids are going to do it too. And if you start teaching them early to look for the gratitude. Okay. I hear you acknowledging the complaint. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you, but what are you grateful for? And we're using the word, but intentionally, because a lot of times yeah. you hear not to use, but because mm-hmm. it negates the first part of that sentence. Mm-hmm. In this case, that's exactly what we're attempting to do right. is negate the complaint and focus on the gratitude part. Right. Right. I tend to use and a lot. Right. So that's right. what you're talking about. In right? normal, right. Normally you would want to, in this case, we're specifically using, but mm. intentionally. And so, okay. So tell me how that would play out because we'd want to, I believe in empathy and I really do believe mm-hmm. in giving empathy. Right. And you just basically said that, right. You said validate the feeling. So, so we validate the feeling, you know, yeah, that is frustrating. I bet that was, I bet that was hard. Yeah. Yeah do we stay in that for a moment and then say, but there's actually some really cool stuff that happened too. But where can you find the gratitude? Yeah. Where can you find a a piece of positivity in that situation? Yeah. Okay. So you can kind of, you can kind of tag it onto that then Mm -hmm. tag it on. Yeah. And it depends on the situation, of course, because when you're using Mm -hmm. it yourself, like there are no shopping carts left at the market and yeah, you can immediately go to, but I'm grateful for <laughs> you don't have right. to sit in for, uh, this grocery store. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That I I'm have money to that... go buy food and yeah. feed my family. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm grateful for the cart that I know I'm about to get. <laughs> You're right. the there, you go. there you go. There you go. Then you visualize that cart and then all of a sudden it's there. Look at this. We just solved all of our problems in this one minute. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But I, I think it, it. you have to, if you're going to say, but, you know, I'm grateful for, I think you have to acknowledge the feeling too. Otherwise it could yeah. sound very dismissive, right? Like, yeah, yes. but what do you, you know, and I, and I could see my kids saying, shut up, mom. 
You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't want right, to right. right now. I want to sit in my misery, but that doesn't help you either. It doesn't, right? It Take doesn't. Feel your and, feelings. Right. Right. And maybe come back to me in a few minutes or in an hour. Yeah. And tell me where, where you're finding gratitude. They're always listening to you. So even yeah. when you, they're dismissing you as being ridiculous, mm-hmm. it's getting in there and somewhere it's going to show up. It might not be right away. Oh yeah. It will. Yeah. It'll show up maybe in five years, you know, maybe then when they are away, you come back from college and they, you hear them say, say something and then immediately catch themselves and say, but I'm grateful for. Yeah. They're getting it. Well, it's true, right? They don't necessarily do what we say when we say to do it, but they do what we do. And so modeling is a lot of pressure, right? But Mm -hmm. they, when you model this behavior, they will do it too. We are the most powerful influence on our kids. Yeah. Even if you don't think so, like in those teen years, their friends are more, are definitely more influential. Sure. But if sure. you've grown this foundation, they're probably going to influence their friends in a really positive way too. So how great right. is that? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have yeah. just loved talking to you about this. This has just been so great. And, and I really appreciate the brain piece and being able to rewire our brains um, because I think that's also really important to know that this isn't just sitting there being quiet and, you know, all of that stuff. It's actually you knowing that you're making big changes that hormonally, uh, brain chemically that you are making changes. And let's remember that because we want our kids to thrive. We want to be happy and connected and calm as parents. There's not one parent that I talk to that says, yeah, I really love yelling at my kids. It's great. It's so much fun. Nobody (laughs) says that. Everybody says to me, when I say, what is it you want more of? They, every single one of them will say, cooperation, respect, but then they will say connection. And so Mm -hmm. that is the way we parent our future. Our kids are our future and this is how we do it. And so because you are so wonderful, you are giving us a meditation that parents can use. So thank you so much for that. That will be in the parent toolbox and you're making it especially for us, which I just can't tell you how much we appreciate. And so Lori, where can we find you? Where can we find you? You mentioned my company name is Zen Rabbit. So you can find me at zenrabbit.com. Okay. And then I hang out on LinkedIn a lot. Oh, great. Okay, good. Well, that's fantastic. And all of your information will be uh, in the show notes. And uh, and yeah, you were just so much fun. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing all this great information. I hope everybody at home will just take five minutes a day I am going to commit to doing five minutes a day. You heard it here today. Today is my son's birthday. It is technically February the 18th today. So I'm going to just do it and I'm going to do five minutes a day. Okay. Check in. I'm going to check in with you. I'm on LinkedIn a lot too. I'm going to, I'm going to check in with you. Yeah. I'll hold you accountable. Thanks so much for having me, Robin. Thank you too. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon, and if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe, and if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and connection.